Chapter 23 of Half Hours with the Lower Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeffrey Smith, New Orleans, Louisiana. Half Hours with the Lower Animals by Charles Holder. Chapter 23. The Grasshoppers and Locusts. These forms may be considered the musicians of the insect world. None of the insects can produce vocal sounds, that is, they have no voice, but they have certain appliances which enable them to produce sounds which can be heard a long distance. On hot days in summer is heard the constant and shrill zzzing of the locust, while countless varieties lend their aid in producing a volume of sound. The instruments in the locust are minute teeth, arranged along the thighs. These are rubbed against the forewings, producing the remarkable sounds. The locusts are commonly called grasshoppers. They have two pairs of net-veined wings and hind legs adapted for leaping, by which they send themselves sprawling through the air, almost invariably using this method of escape instead of unfolding their delicate wings. All are mimics. The common ground locust resembles the dusty road and dried foliage which it affects. Others which live on plants are a vivid green. Some which I find in my garden resemble closely the tender shoots of the passion vine upon which they feed. The locusts, acridity, have short antennae, large glassy eyes and ears at the base of the abdomen the female is provided with an appliance called the ovipositor four sharp points with which the grasshopper digs holes in the ground later these are used as a guide or funnel for introducing the eggs into the burrow the mouth is supplied with parts adapted to biting when a grasshopper is caught, it exudes a peculiar fluid resembling molasses, a secretion of the salivary glands. The eggs are deposited in masses from 60 to 100. The young resemble the parent, but at first have no wings. The grasshopper, in making its metamorphosis, or change from one stage to another, casts its skin in a manner calling to mind the crabs. In a word, it molts several times. In accomplishing this, it often climbs a spear of grass and there shuffles out of its old skin and jumps away, leaving the hollow skin clinging to the grass. At times they appear in vast numbers and in clouds rise into the air so that from a distance they might be taken for smoke or a tornado. This cloud is made up of starving locusts which devastate the countries they infest. 
they alight upon a wheat field and an hour later hundreds of acres appear as though a fire had swept over the ground every spear of grass every leaf has been devoured by this insatiate throng which cannot be destroyed or even checked in africa swarms have been swept by the wind out over the ocean to be washed in in such vast numbers that they formed a line fifty miles long and three or four feet high along shore creating an odor which drove people from that region jaeger the naturalist rode through a swarm in russia for four hundred miles where they were two feet deep the entire country was devastated by this band of locusts and tens of thousands of human beings were threatened with starvation the government troops were ordered to the place and warfare declared against the locusts the soldiers being armed with shovels instead of guns a line of thirty thousand men moved slowly forward covering the insects with earth or digging them under while in various localities huge fires were built to burn the ground and destroy the eggs despite this thirty thousand people starved to death the direct result of their raids almost every portion of the earth away from the poles has been threatened by these raiders there are many references in the bible to these insects and their ravages have been carried on from the earliest times known to man in america the rocky mountain locust is the most destructive and many of the western states have been ravaged by them onward they came a dark continuous cloud of congregated myriads numberless the rushing of whose wings was as the sound of a broad river headlong in its course plunged from a mountain summit or the roar of a wild ocean as the autumn storm shattering its billows on a shore of rocks southey some years ago a flock settled in colorado springs the streets and roofs being covered with them so that they were swept and shoveled about like snow some american swarms have been traced for several hundred miles and settling on railroads have stopped the trains by making the tracks slippery alighting in a cornfield the rustling sound of their depredation can be heard for some distance and when they rise a fire might have swept over the fields so far as appearances go the swarm a black portentous cloud sweeps on flying at a rate of thirty miles an hour to reach some new field where they dig burrows with their curious ovipositors and deposit their eggs by millions then they move on leaving an unborn swarm to develop and later constitute another army to spread devastation abroad in the land the crickets are familiar forms with cylindrical bodies and large heads placed vertically the ovipositor often being as large as the entire body 
the female often deposits 300 eggs in the ground the note of the cricket is produced by the male and is a decidedly musical chirp varying in the different kinds the close observer may easily find the cave house of the little singer that is often seen sitting at the entrance singing not at the top of its voice but with the full force of its wings the sound being produced by using the fore wings as bows and the hind wings as fiddles and sawing with great rapidity the crickets are found in the greatest variety some live in the ground others affect houses and in the tropics beautiful tree crickets are found the snowy tree cricket has a peculiar note terit 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 the broad-winged tree cricket has a call which resembles a dog whistle another has a piping note resembling the thrilling musical sound made by rubbing the edge of a glass with one's finger the singular cave cricket is wingless and has antennae several times the length of its body the western cricket does great damage to the crops of the farmer and when bands are seen marching over the country ditches are often dug into which the crickets plunge where in default of food they begin to devour one another the cry of this cricket is harsh and disagreeable the musical instrument being on the dorsum or back of the shield which seems to cover the forepart of its back the curious mole cricket which burrows underground and is provided with enormous jaws is a menace to the gardener in the outer florida keys i found that it was almost impossible to rear plants so plentiful and ravenous were these fierce root eaters end of chapter twenty three